All right, this is the Michael Slate Show, and I'm Michael Slate. March 8th is International Women's Day. This year, it comes at a time when the rights of women, beginning with the right to abortion, on demand and without apology, are under attack. Rise Up for Abortion Rights will be holding major protests everywhere on March 8th this year. We'll be spending time talking about this today and in coming weeks. At the back end of the show, we'll hear Sansara Taylor on the Revolution Nothing Less show, speaking with host Andy Z on woke washing, a murderous attack on women. You can't fight for abortion rights while erasing women. This includes a new piece by Bob Avakian, chairman of the Revolutionary Communist Party and author of The New Communism. The piece is on the fight for abortion rights and the emancipation of women. And opening the show up, we're going to hear an interview I aired earlier with Sansara Taylor, writer for Revcom.us and the co-initiator of Rise Up for Abortion Rights. So here's that conversation. Hello, Michael Slate. You're going to hear an echo. Hey, how you doing? How you I'm doing? Excellent. Sansara Taylor, what are you doing here? <laughs> you're the one who invited me, my friend. Um, I'm oh, here. I'm yes, here to talk I'm glad with you're here. you. I'm glad you're here. Okay, and it's, it's, yeah. it's we got a lot to talk about. Indeed. And people need to hear it. And they need to dig into it, and they need to be part of all this because right. things are changing rapidly in many, many different ways. And the fact, the need to do, to stand up and do this, all right? And all right, so, so as and as people should know, if you're listening, hopefully you know. If you're not listening, you're just tuning in. Glad to have you here, all right? So listen to this, all right? You're listening to the Michael Slate Show, and I'm Michael Slate. And today's show features Sansara Taylor, writer for Revcom.us, co-host of the Revolution Nothing Less show, and now an organizer for Rise Up for Abortion Rights. That's right. And yeah, this is a, it's quite a impressive and needed. We need more people to have this kind of, you know, just going through it, going into the world like this. And that's what we're going to spend the rest of the hour talking about. The fundamental right of women to control their own bodies and the right to abortion as an indispensable part of this. Before we get into uh, the whole show, I want to let people know that if you are listening to the show sometime after it was originally broadcast, you'll be hearing us talk about calling us up well, you won't be able to do that if you're listening to it after the show was already broadcast. So, Sansara, let's jump into this. What What is going on here? Welcome to the show and just, like, start to give people a sense of, and you could do it just by banging on a drum right now. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, first of all, I'm I'm really happy to be here early in the 2022 uh, with you, Michael Slate. It's going to be a momentous year one way or the other. And I wanted to start by calling your listeners' attention to a a really profound and important new work that I know you've mentioned on this show before, but it's a work from the revolutionary leader and the author of The New Communism, Bob Avakian, that really frames this moment in history that we're in and what responsibility is on us, what danger is before the people of the world in this country. We're going to zero in today on the, the vicious assault on women's right to abortion, which really is a form of enslaving women to force women to have children against their will. And so we're going to spend a lot of time on that. But this is just one dimension of really a many-fronted assault on the lives and the rights of the people and the future of humanity that is going on right now with the rising fascist GOP party that, that didn't succeed in a coup a year ago on January 6th but came close and now is going even further and doubling down and preparing to succeed in the next round. We see this with the environmental catastrophe that's intensifying around the world. We see it in so many dimensions of what this system of capitalism and imperialism is doing to our people and our planet here and around the world. And so I think it's important to start this new year by calling everyone's attention to this major new work Bob Avakian just released called Something Terrible, 
or something truly emancipating. Profound crisis, deepening divisions, the looming possibility of civil war, and the revolution that is urgently needed, a necessary foundation and a basic roadmap from Bob Avakian, author of The New Communism Revolutionary Leader. And this is the title of that work captures what's in it. He digs into this profound crisis. He digs into the looming possibility of civil war. He digs into the deepening divisions. We see them each and every day at the top of society. Biden comes out and says, there's a dagger at the throat of democracy. And then he gives a speech about, you know, protecting voting rights. And, and then and the next day, he's being called, he's being, you know, he's getting nowhere. That's shot dead in the water. He's going nowhere. And the GOP is getting that. These divisions, that's just one example. These divisions are unresolvable at the top of society, and they're all throughout the society as a whole. And so a lot of people, frankly, are snoozing through this, and they need to wake up. But also those who are looking are seeing the, the terrible that's coming, which is real and profound. That's the trajectory we're on. What is remarkable and it's so important for humanity in this talk from B.A. is that he gets into where this is coming from, how it's rooted in this system, what gives rise to it, and also how if we recognize the openings, if we act on it, if we wake up, and if we get with the leadership and the basic roadmap Bob Avakian's providing in this talk, there is the possibility to wrench something truly emancipating out of this crisis, precisely because the norms of this system are not holding anymore. And, and it's a lot of work, it's a lot of struggle, but there is a roadmap and a path to, to seize on the crisis of this system to bring forward a revolutionary people, to bring forward the organized forces and a leading core to make a revolution, to actually have a chance to bring this monstrous system down, the system of U.S. imperialism that has its troops stationed around the world, that is tortured, that is murdered, that is drone struck, that has struck terror into the lives of people all over the world for far too long. This system that has white supremacy rooted in its foundation from day one with chattel slavery through 150, 60 years of Jim Crow lynch mob terror after that's undone, massive struggle, and now you have relentless police murder, white supremacist police murder and terror, unrelenting. The chance to bring this system down, this is a chance that must not be squandered. And so I just want to start the new year, <laughs> the conversation with you. And myself, I've been digging into this more and more deeply, really trying to... to appreciate and learn as much as I can from this, the, the, the light, you know, the, the light shining through this darkness that Bob Avakian is providing in this new major work for how something truly emancipating can be wrenched out of this very dangerous situation. And so I just want to say this talk is available mm -hmm. at revcom.us. You can listen to it. You can hear Bob Avakian deliver it. It's, it's a two and a half hour major work, very deep, very scientific, very popular at the same time. Or you could read it, or you could do both. It's in it's uh, the transcript. You can print it out, and it really is a roadmap for for the people of the world to get free. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more on that. I mean, it's even in you know somebody somebody who's been reading stuff for a long time. You can see it in my eyes, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But no, but the the point is, is that this is actually something that is really is actually really uh, breaking new ground in a, in a way that. You know, a lot of times people didn't even think that that was one was possible or necessary. Mm -hmm. And when it's laid out the way it's been, that it's laid out in this in this whole thing is is you actually get a sense of there's a need and there's a possibility. You know, and I think that's extremely important for people to, to think about. And having said that, you know, I do want to I do want to get into the you know we have 
I don't want to lose any time on this. Yeah, yeah. So I want to talk a little bit. You have Now, you have a clip that you brought with you, right? That's right. And so I want people to hear that because I think that's a good way to start it off. And then we can start diving into where we need to be. Okay. All right? Very good. Okay. So, you know, I did just say everybody's got to get into this work from Bob Avakian and get with the revolution. That means getting with the revcoms. Mm-hmm. That means getting organized. So I do want to say there's a revolution club here in Los Angeles. There are revolution clubs in other parts of the country. People can join them and form them in different parts of the country. You can go to revcom.us for that information as well or at the revcoms on all the social media platforms follow, DM, get organized, get involved, get in touch. Mm-hmm. Um, what I did bring is, it's a short excerpt from this work from Bob Avakian, Something Terrible or Something Truly Emancipating, where he speaks to the oppression of women and the need to break the chains on women and unleash the fury of women as a mighty force for revolution and the potential for this. It's not a very long clip, um, but I think it'd be helpful to play it. And then we can we can open up sort of this new effort that I've initiated with others around the mm-hmm. abortion rights fight. All right, sounds good. Henry, did you hear that? All right, let's get a move on then. That's it. <laughs> Here is another profound truth. Even with all the ways that the heavy chains of hundreds and thousands of years of oppressive tradition weigh down on the masses of people and place a heavy burden, particularly on the half of humanity that is female, There is a deep yearning to be free of all this, which not only leads to imaginary hopes of supernatural salvation, but also erupts in unrestrained fury right in this real world. And that fury needs to be fully called forth, given a scientific revolutionary expression, focused toward the emancipation of all the oppressed and exploited of the world and ultimately all humanity, directed to fighting against the fundamental source of all the suffering, this system of capitalism imperialism with its suffocating and brutal patriarchal male supremacy along with all its other outrages. This takes on even more powerful meaning and urgent importance in the current situation in this country and others where the forceful assertion of raw misogyny, hatred of women, and patriarchal subjugation of women is becoming more blatant and unbridled, focused to a significant degree now in the escalating moves to even further deny women control over their own lives and their very bodies, with the right to abortion and even birth control being brought under mounting attack. Right now, this slogan and call needs to be taken up broadly and made a powerful material force. Break the chains. Unleash the fury of women as a mighty force for revolution. All right, welcome back. And that was Bob Avakian. And we've been listening to uh, just a a piece of work of his that uh, that Sansara Taylor brought to us so we can talk about this because this is actually, I have to say, without any messing around, without anything else, that this is a person who has spent his entire life digging into the reality of what, of, of what is going on in the world, what's happening in the world, really fighting to figure out ways to actually understand it and change things in a way that it's necessary to do. And it's actually one of the things that actually, I, you know, from, a, <laughs> and I, I don't do this because I think, you know, okay, well, it just proves you got some like, you know, whatever, but 
you know, from the first time I ever heard this person speak, he actually grabbed something around my heart and my mm -hmm. head and just made me. And, and this is something I, I think when I listen to this, when I listen to, the, to this talk, it's fundamentally one of the, one of the most important things I've seen so far yeah. in, this, in this place. And because so much is, is, is concentrated in what needs to be done and an understanding of what the hell is being done that needs to be changed and done mm -hmm. away with. So. Well, I think, you know, it's exactly what you've said. This is a revolutionary leader who has really given his heart, his passion, and decades of work and struggle, intellectual courage and rigor, and, and dedication to really solving the biggest problems of how a revolution could really be made in a country as powerful as this one. What would the new society be? He's written a constitution for a new socialist republic in North America. He has given, and he's, he's also developed theory and, and advanced the science of revolution, the method to understand the world ever more deeply and to involve more and more people in that process, more and more consciously, to really continue not only in making revolution, but making sure it goes all the way to full emancipation. And he's situated this question of breaking the chains on women as much more central and driving to the whole revolutionary process. It's not the only question. It's ending white supremacy. It's ending the uh, terror against immigrants. It's ending the, no the disgusting notion of America first and American lives and proceeding from us and our country and blah, 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 our country in air quotes mm -hmm. for those who can't see me. Um, He's developed an approach to all of this, and then he's applying this right now in this moment when really the future of humanity is, is concentrated. Because we have in this country the most powerful empire that has ever existed, the one with its claws around the world at a time of nuclear, you know, armed to the teeth for the world, potential conflicts and conflagrations around the world, and climate disaster. There's a rise of fascism in this country. There are deep divisions in this country that not only pose dangers for the people in this country, but really for the future of humanity. And so Bob Avakian is taking all of his life's work and dedication and science and, and, and the skill that he's developed in navigating and applying this science, and he's applying it to this moment, and he's really in a penetrating way seeing not only the dangers, which he definitely confronts and is struggling with us to look at wide-eyed and not sleepwalk through, but also how something beautiful and positive can be wrenched from this. And I, I think it, I wanted to play this clip, including that quote, Please, yeah. break the chains, yeah, yeah. unleash the fury of women as a mighty force for revolution, because as a follower of Bob Avakian, which I am, and more people need to be, if you want to get free, if you want to get humanity free, this is the leader to follow. But as a follower of Bob Avakian, we're going to talk about this struggle over abortion. I come at this not just from the desire to stop what is a massive assault, an existential threat to women's bodies, women's lives, women's ability to control their own lives or be subordinated and terrorized by a patriarchal state that forces them to have children against their will. We come at this, uh, the Revcoms in this fight, come at this not just to defeat a great horror, although we're deadly serious about that, we come at it because we know there's a future that is possible, that is liberating and emancipating, and it's through joining this struggle and leading people to lift their heads and refuse to take this and to, and to lift their sights to revolution, to a world that is emancipated, to the kind of society that Bob Avakian has written a constitution for, made real in theoretical conception, and we need to make real in the real world through mass struggle and organizing. It is possible to get to a society where women's fundamental rights are not constantly contended but guaranteed in a foundation 
and where we're the state, the society, the culture, the education system is giving backing to women and others to continue to tear down and uproot every leftover, every vestige of male supremacy, of patriarchy, of the notion that women are less than men is the notion that, that, that getting over on women, treating them like punching bags is some kind of, you know, establishes yourself as a man and somebody in this world, or the idea that sex should be the commodification and degradation and abuse of women, which is what's propagated in this culture. All of these things will be, you know, the struggle against these things will be given backing and, and so much more, the patriarchal family, there's so much more. We have to lift our sights, and it's from that perspective of winning a better world, a, a different world, that myself and others who are RevComs have entered into and are uniting very broadly with this new effort that just got launched this week called Rise Up for Abortion, which is, which is not a, you know, it's, it is, it's different then, and it's short of making revolution. For, it's consistent with the, you know, the kind of world we're fighting for, but it's also something that many people, and we're going to be uniting with many people who are not communists, who are not revolutionaries, who are from very different perspectives, and some of them who are opposed to the communist revolution, but also don't want to see women enslaved to, to rise up. And I want to talk about this, probably we'll get into this for the rest of the hour or some, mm -hmm. of, and draw a line right now at a time when the Supreme Court has made clear that it is, it is unlikely that nationwide abortion rights as we have known them, as restricted and under assault as they have been, it's unlikely that they will last the next year if there's not a massive struggle. And that's the struggle that we want to lead and change. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Let me remind you that if you're just tuning in, we're talking to the, you're listening to the Michael Slate Show. I should make sure that people know that. That's right. Uh, but also we're talking with Sansara Taylor. You know, it's, it's, it's really, before we get, I'm not going to, go off for a long period of time on this, but I do think that there's actually the stuff that you're saying is extremely important for people to not only hear it in your ears, mm -hmm. but actually to bring it into your system, you know, mm -hmm. to bring it into your head, to your, to, to your whole system, your way of looking at the world. And it's, it's, it's something that actually, I think, has been a remarkable. You know, I, I just think there's been a lot of stuff when you're talking about what Avakian has done, you're talking about what he's brought forward in people who stepped out and also done things that, that are very important in the world. You know, in terms of trying to change this and trying to stop the kind of horror that we have, that not not just here. I mean, you know, if you've looked, if you've gone, if you've had the opportunity to get go around the world, and I was thinking about this last night because just reading over some of the stuff that, you know, preparing for what we were going to talk about today to a certain extent, but even understanding that, you know, when you go, so I've been to many places around the world, and the thing that always struck me the most is the the horror, the horror of the the situations that people lived in, the 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 just <laughs> the no. Ask no questions, manslaughter mm. of you know men and women in, in society all over, and not just in, in in terms of their you know getting shot or killed or beat up or anything, but the whole fact that people's lives are determined by how much they got, how much they can get, how much they need to get, and in, in, invariably, and you look at this, this happens out across the board in this where there's actually you know whether it's around the the, the oppression of women, whether it's around the oppression of you know, oppressed nationalities, whether it's, and whether it's around this, you know, and I'm not sure what that big <laughs> thing was, but. <laughs> that might be my fault. I'm sorry, <laughs> okay. Michael, but keep That's going. Right. I didn't mean to disrupt Well, no, I, I yeah. just, I'm just, I'm just saying, I want to, I want to get into what we, what, what, what we should get into right now. Um, and you're talking about, you have a piece that you're going to play, you were going to play first? Um, I think not yet. Okay. Uh, All right. <laughs> <laughs> I think not yet. For everybody, uh, 
listening. We're we're juggling right yes. now a number of things. So and 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 it's all good. It's live radio. That's how it goes. So um, let me just uh, bring explicitly into the conversation what we launched this week. Okay, and by we here, news. I'm talking about myself. And as I've been saying, I'm a follower of Baba Bacon. I'm a revolutionary communist, fighter for revolution. Um, but I united with people from very different perspectives. And we launched something new this week, which is a struggle called Rise Up for Abortion Rights. And you can find it at riseup4abortionrights.org. And we're looking at the fact that Almost 50 years ago, the Supreme Court passed a landmark ruling, 1973 Roe v. Wade. This was a watershed, a landmark ruling, a major change in the laws and structure of society, which have had massive implications for the lives of millions and millions of women and really for the social fabric of this country. Women won the right to abortion nationwide. It was protected as a constitutional right nationwide, all 50 states. And... This enabled women to have a modicum of control over their bodies, their destinies, their reproduction, a very important control. I mean, you see women in public life today. You see women on the college campuses, not only in the classrooms, but in front of the classrooms. You see them in professional sports. You see women in every sphere of society, yes, facing discrimination, yes, facing harassment, yes, facing all the things that women still face under a patriarchal society. But all of this change in women's social position has been undergirded and made possible by access to birth control and access to abortion. This is a major part. If women, without this right, they can't be free. Without the right to decide for themselves when and whether to have a child, they cannot be free. And ever since this right was granted, it has been under assault by women haters, by fascists, by a growing movement of Christian fascists, and it has been chipped away at, restricted again and again, and assailed with the notion that women's duty is to bear children. Women should be shamed if they're not having kids or if they have an abortion. They're murdering something. No, they are not. Fetuses are not babies. Abortion is not murder, and women are not incubators. So this is very important, this right. But here we are, 49 years after this right was won. And there's a case out of Mississippi that would ban abortion at 15 weeks. This is an open violation to Roe v. Wade. This is an unconstitutional law. And normally a law like that would just be struck down by the courts. The lower courts doesn't match the, the Supreme Court's ruling. It's unconstitutional. You don't get to apply it. But instead, the courts at every level up to the Supreme Court have said, hmm, well, we'll consider this. And then they had hearings on it last September. And the fascist majority of judges, three of them appointed by Donald Trump, made very clear that they are inclined to uphold this Mississippi ban, which would mean at minimum radically undercutting Roe versus Wade in a dramatic way and quite possibly overturning it altogether. If it's overturned, there are 20 states that immediately already have laws on the books, immediately would ban or severely restrict abortion. This comes on top of the fact that in Texas, the most, you know, where there's, I think, about 9 million women of reproductive age, abortion is effectively banned in that state already at six weeks into pregnancy in violation of Roe v. Wade as well, based on a vigilante bounty hunter law. So this is a deadly serious assault. It is a watershed moment. And what we've done with this effort, riseupforabortionrights.org, is to bring together voices from different perspectives. Uh, Merle Hoffman, who is a clinic 
owner and operator, an abortion clinic operator and fighter on this front for many years in, in New York City. Um, Lori Sokol, who is a editor of Women's E! News, myself. Um, Ruchira Gupta, who is a, a Emmy Award-winning journalist and filmmaker who's done incredible work against sex slavery in Nepal and India and, and a whole host of other things. Um, voices like Corn Dr. Cornell West, um, V, the uh, formerly known as Eve Ensler, the playwright and poet, um, Frances Fisher, Gloria Steinem, the very well-known feminist, longtime, lifelong fighter for women's rights. There's a whole host of people from diverse perspectives who came together and said, you know what? It's going to be on us. This is the time to draw a line. This is a time for people to stand up and struggle and refuse to let this right be taken away. And the, and the way to do this is to change the terms in society through mass resistance, through people standing up in acts of protest, not one day symbolically and go home, but again and again relentlessly in a way that stirs society and wakes up the millions of people whose lives are going to be impacted by this. To come into the streets and change the terms throughout society and, and create such mass struggle on the scale that we saw in the streets two years ago against the mm -hmm. police murder of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. On that scale of throwing down, unleashing the fury of women and others to say, we won't go back. There should be no surrender. And women are not incubators. And we refuse to accept that world. And you are going to have to deal with our demand, create such a, an up, uh, uprising from below that every institution, including the Supreme Court, has to deal with that demand. And it changes what these women haters feel they can get away with. And so this movement is calling for mass struggle. Beginning this January 22nd on the anniversary of Roe versus Wade, we're starting in D.C. and growing. We're going to have national organizing uh, Zoom conferences for people across this country to get involved. There should be actions on campuses and the arts in, the, in every sphere and in the streets. And on March 8th, International Women's Day, Across this country, the streets need to be filled with the fury of women and others saying no, abortion on demand and without apology. And so then from there, even greater struggle. There's a whole fighting program to change the terms from below. And this is going right up against the fascist assault. It's also going up against, and this is very important, the disgusting, just craven capitulation of the so-called leaders of the so-called women's movement. It has to be said, and the Democratic Party, it has to be said that right now in the face of the greatest assault on women's lives and right to control their bodies and destinies, this massive juggernaut of female enslavement is barreling towards women, half of society, half of humanity, and there is screaming silence mm -hmm. and capitulation from the so-called leaders of the so-called women's movement, and they won't lead people in standing up. And what they're doing is they're saying, well, we don't have the Supreme Court. So I guess we have to retreat to some 40-year plan. This is straight up what they put out, a 40-year plan to win this right back through the legislative electoral process. And it's capitulating in advance. How many women's lives are going to be shattered, suffocated, destroyed by the lack of this right in those 40 years? And you know what? It's possible 
It's possible. It's not a guarantee, but it's possible when people rise up and struggle to change what is what 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 seemed impossible yesterday becomes possible today. There are millions and millions who'll be affected by this, and they have to be aroused. They have to be organized. They have to be led to fight. And that's what this new effort. That's what we're taking responsibility for. Abortion rights. Rise up mm-hmm. for abortion rights. Rise up, number four, abortionrights.org. And everybody has to get involved if you want to be able to look every woman and child, girl, in the eye and promise them a future of, as full human beings, not incubators. Then you have to get involved in the struggle. Rise up, number four, abortionrights.org. We're going to take a quick musical break and be right back, so stay tuned. So just real quick, because I think that's what you said is actually really, <laughs> it's incredibly important and it's important for people to hear it and it's pe- to, to actually bring it into their own heart and stuff to understand what's, uh, what's, at, what's at stake here, you know? And there is, a, there is this point of like, you look at like the, at the role of women and I was just reading something last night, you know, where it made this point of like, well, you know, this is a, this is, there's still some of these places that, as if they were, you're talking about the, the out, just, just the out there, you know, Basic, you know, the the people out in the in the hinterlands and stuff that have no understanding of any of, of any of this, that they don't have any of any other choice, or they love it, or stuff like that. All this stuff is if there isn't an actual reality to this, and why is it important that people understand this? Because it's not enough to just say, "No, that's wrong." You know, that, that's important to say. It's important mm-hmm. to make that that every every time you you need to and more. But it's also people have to understand. What the hell is this? What what is it? You know, because it's not it's not something that you can just say, well, you know, you got your thing, you got your belief, I got my belief. Because this person's belief that might be a, a whole bucket full of who knows what, you know, that actually has a major impact on what actually is being developed and used by the system itself to bring forward more and more of its reactionary horror. You know, so I think it's what you're saying has been is is really important in this in terms of calling people forward on this. So maybe did, did you say you had some stuff you wanted to hear? Well, I think we have a I think we have a song. Mm-hmm. Let me just see one thing here. I think you have a song. That's <laughs> the room. So um, I think we actually are getting. I have good news, Michael. All right. I have good news to everybody listening. We I think are going to be able to open up the phone lines. I think the Great. the okay. tricky thing here in studio got solved, and I think it's sounding good in our ears. So maybe we should. Um, Maybe we should just we jump into that. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, so.
right. Now that is something. We could just bless that for a while, you know, and just go into the next program. Well, let's jump into this. And let me remind you once again that if you're listening to the show right now, that means that you're listening to a pre-recorded version of the show, and you will not be able to call into the show and, and have a conversation with my guests. But you will get a hell of a lot out of the conversation that went on between my guests and the callers. We would love to hear from you if you have questions about this abortion rights fight that we're talking about, the assault on abortion and what must and can be done. If you have questions or comments about that or about this larger moment, something mm-hmm. terrible or something truly emancipating in the fight and the need to wrench a liberating revolution and the mm-hmm. basis to do that out of this very dangerous mm-hmm. moment. So we're happy to talk about either of those things. And we have a caller. Oh, OK. All there right. we go. We have a caller. Uh, I'm going to do this line. I love this line. Welcome to the Michael Slate Show. <laughs> Tell us your name and where you're calling from. What's your question or comment? Uh, this is Ivy Fernandez. Ivy. And the reason I'm Yes, my comment is the following. If you are going to make women carry children, not children, making carrying a fetus, you better start paying child support from the moment of conception. Full child support. Because you said this is a child, then you start paying immediately before the fetus becomes a child. And that is not until they come out of the womb because they cannot survive until then. So start paying child support immediately. Enforceable child support. We'll see how many men are going to put up with that. Ivy, I hear that. Listen to that. I hear the anger in your voice, and I I respect that. Mm -hmm. I respect that 100%. I hope you do go to abortion. Rise up for abortionrights.org. It's rise up number four, abortionrights.org. There is a powerful statement. There's a form to sign. You need to become part of organizing together with us. We need all that fury and so much more. And it is really important that that fury gets given voice and manifests in the streets. Um, in that clip that we listened to from Bob Avakian earlier, he said, all over the world, we have seen this unrestrained fury unleashed. And you see the power of this. We saw this in Poland. This ripped that society apart month after month. There was a vicious, even more vicious assault on restriction on abortion there. And people went into the streets and didn't accept it. And it actually inspired people all over the world. They have not won that yet, but they waged a fight. Look, there's no guarantee, but they waged a fight that changed the terms. And I remember reading a a quote from one of the leaders of that struggle there, where at a certain point she said, it must be hard to rule the country when the agenda is being set by someone else. And she was talking about the force and the fury of women from below. And that's what needs to come forward now. So I heard it in Ivy's voice. And I want to thank you for that call. And I think everybody who feels that in different ways needs to be part of this fight. And we need to arouse that and many more because that's a powerful force and we can change the terms in this society. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's important that actually when you when you said that, are we looking for, hmm, okay. <laughs> um, anyway, you know, it's important that you raise this because there is a, you know, in a lot of levels, there's things that get past the past just, you know, people oftentimes will say, I agree with you. You're having dinner. I agree with you. I don't have a problem with women coming here, eating with me and doing this and doing that. You know, there's, and there's, I don't have a problem with women having jobs or some jobs or <laughs> whatever, you know, which, which is uh, oddly enough and sadly enough is actually not a, oh, that's such an antiqued, you know, thing going on here with, as if women actually are getting, aren't, aren't able to work now or anything like that. But there's actually, there's a whole process that goes on that, that, that basically dictates the life that women have in this society, across mm-hmm. the board, on everything, even if you think it's not happening, 
it's impacting everything, every aspect of a woman's life. Because even the woman herself is oftentimes told, it's not possible to do anything better, so just get be the best on this. Mm. You know, and it's and it's something that really comes out. And I thought one of the things that actually, you know, just looking at the stuff that you've been talking about, the the, the fact that this is immediately and all around rejected. You know, that this is re- and called on 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 pe- not just women, but on people everywhere because it's not just women taking care of women. It's actually humanity has to take mm-hmm. a stand on this. Yeah, I think um, one of the Look, I'm going to talk about the capitulation a little Mm -hmm. bit more because it's part of what people need to wake up to is there's nobody coming from the Democratic Party or the professional so-called women's movement to to handle this for you. This is a juggernaut of female enslavement. It is advancing. It has momentum. It It dominates the highest court in the land. It dominates the state legislatures across this country. It has a social base of millions and millions of crazed fanatics. They were part of, they were a, a solid force within that Capitol insurrection a year ago. They, some of them burned down a clinic in Tennessee, an abortion clinic on New Year's Day this year. This is a movement that has assassinated 11 abortion providers. This is a movement that's deadly serious, and there's nobody who is standing up to it unless we do it ourselves. The Democratic Party is capitulating, and one of the ways they're doing it, and the, and the so-called women's movement is too, and, and you were talking about this when you said uh, women helping women. It's not just women helping women. It's all of society and struggle to defeat this enslavement mm-hmm. of women. It reminded me, one of the big things being put out there, you know, people are, are they're raising money for abortion funds. Oh, let's help the women of Texas travel to other states. Now let's help the women of Mississippi travel to other states. Now let's help... You're not going to help millions and millions of women who need this travel. And you're going to forec- you're going to give up this right and say, oh, and pretend you're going to help all these women travel. It's, it's a joke. It's a bad joke. And then you have these people out here saying, oh, we don't care. You have the courts. You could take away this right, but we'll help women get the abortion pill through the mail. You can do it at, in the safety of your own home. And I'm all for the abortion pill. It's a great, remarkable and frankly, liberating de- medical development. But it, the notion that you're going to let this right be taken away and abortion be criminalized and pretend it's not a problem for the state to do that mm-hmm. to women because you're going to help some women get an abortion pill, which most women won't be able to access, only works till 10 weeks into pregnancy. Women need abortions at all stages in pregnancy. And frankly, they're already, these Christian fascists are already criminalizing it. They're criminalizing mailing it. They're criminalizing, women have already gone to prison in this country. In this country, women have already gone to prison for miscarriages. Do not kid yourself and do not listen to these fairy tale, make-believe, feel-good cover for capitulation that is coming from, look, I'm going to call them out too, the Women's March. Did these big marches October 2nd around the country for abortion rights. That was positive, but what did they say from the, from the national level? They said, don't bring coat hangers, don't wear handmaid's costumes, don't talk about female enslavement. They straight up said, don't call this enslavement. It is enslavement. But part of why they said this is they're prettifying. They're prettifying what this will mean. And they have to because they are linked to a Democratic Party that doesn't want to fight this. And you can't tell the truth of what it is and then say we're not going to fight it. Oh, yeah, it's the enslavement of half of society, but we're going to do nothing about it. So you have to pretend it's not that bad. Well, we're going to tell the truth and we're going to arouse people in struggle. And it's going to be on all of us, all of you listening who don't want this to happen. 
The Democratic Party is part of this system, and they are more concerned with the stability of the system. They're terrified of that fascist social base. So they're capitulating. They keep bending over backwards and trying to find common ground with them and ceding the ground and capitulating on this right and many others. We're going to have to wage that struggle ourselves from below. Again, it's Rise Up, number four, abortionrights.org. You're listening yeah. to The Michael Slate Show, and we're talking today with Sansara Taylor and all of you about the, not just, look, it's not just the existence of the, uh, of the horrors here. It's the call on people, as you're saying, to stand up and fight this. You have a responsibility as a human being and to humanity in general to fight this. I don't give a damn who you are. Mm. You know, if you think you're one side or the other, and that's important for people to understand. This is not sort of like, well, I kind of, I like dating this woman, but I, you know, I don't you know, it's, I don't know if I wanted to do all of that other stuff, you know, which is the other stuff is becoming a human being and with a free, with a free living, a free existence. going to have to cut that interview short so we can hear Sansara Taylor on the Revolution Nothing Less show, speaking with host Andy Z on woke washing a murderous attack on women. You can't fight for abortion rights while erasing women. This includes a new piece by Bob Avakian, chairman of the Revolutionary Communist Party and author of The New Communism. Picking up on the challenge and theme of looking for an honest liberal, we're going to get into the struggle around abortion rights. And uh, to get into this, uh, I want to welcome my co-host, Sansara Taylor, who's in New York City, but is with us via the miracle of Zoom. How are you, Sansara? Welcome back. Andy, it's really good to see you and to be with you, and, and I'm doing well. Thank you. Sonny, uh, after the, over the last several weeks, we've been covering on our show, the RNL show, the emergency facing abortion rights, where this fundamental right of women could be overturned by the Supreme Court, likely this spring, or at least it'll be gutted. And you've been part of initiating a, a movement uh, and issued a statement. The organization is called RiseUpForAbortionRights.org. And uh, this statement that you put out that a few hundred people have signed, including some people who've been active in women's rights for a long time, was titled, We Refuse to Let the Supreme Court Deny Women's Humanity and Decimate Their Rights. We call on everyone to join us in fighting for abortion on demand and without apology. So as uh, we've been discussing, this is a major assault on the rights and the lives of women. Yet, as we've also been getting into in the RNL show, at this very moment, instead of standing up and mobilizing people to fight the attack, the major leaders of the so-called women's movements, the official women's movement, have been capitulating in advance. Instead of fighting against the loss of abortion rights nationally, they're preparing for it, but that is not all. Now, many of the so-called woke folk are not just capitulating to this, they're objectively fighting to lead others to do so through outrageously erasing women from the struggle for abortion. In fact, these days you can even get canceled for even using the word women. 
in relation to abortion. Sansara, what's going on with this? Well, Andy, first of all, I, I want to start with what you said that this attack on abortion, which is an emergency, it's an absolute emergency where the Supreme Court is poised to tear this right away from women and devastate the lives of millions and millions of women and girls and future generations is an assault on women. It's an assault on half of humanity that is female. Denying women the right to abortion forces women to have children against their will, and it is a form of violence against women. It devastates women's lives. It shatters their dreams. It forecloses their lives. It forces young women to drop out of school or to lose their jobs. It forces women of all ages into poverty or traps them in abusive relationships. And it hangs like a terror and a threat over all women. The idea that you could be forced to have a child against your will. It is true when we say forced motherhood is female enslavement. And this assault needs to be fought and it needs to be defeated which is why we forged this group, myself and others, riseupforabortionrights.org, and we're calling on people and organizing people to get into the streets to defeat this assault, including on International Women's Day, March 8th, coming up very soon, and we want people to get involved in organizing with us for that. And so, like you said, we put out a statement that begins, we refuse to let the Supreme Court deny women's humanity and decimate their rights. And... The biggest objection we've gotten, actually, in taking this out, I have to tell you, it is not even from the fascists yet. It is from these so-called woke folk who are coming at us and they're saying, well, why are you talking about women? And they're accusing us of being exclusionary of trans people. Now, a lot of viewers might be scratching their heads and saying, well, I don't get this. Of course, the attack on abortion is an attack on women. And, and people thinking that are correct. But the logic of this woke folk reasoning goes like this. There are some people who can get pregnant and need abortions who do not identify as women. For example, trans men who were female and transitioned to male, and many of them still have female reproductive organs, can get pregnant and need an abortion. And so it is true, trans people also need abortions and that should be defended and that's very important. But by this logic, it's extended in a, in a very ludicrous and harmful way to, to say that by speaking of women being under attack, this is somehow excluding trans people. And this is not just something we've encountered when we put this statement out. This has been building for a while. I want to give an example, and it's one that Bob Avakian gives in the major talk that he did, something terrible or something truly emancipating. He talks about how after Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the Supreme Court justice, who was really a a defender of abortion rights on the Supreme Court. After she died about a year and a half ago, the ACLU put out a tweet that quoted her, except that it didn't quote her, it really butchered a quote from her. So this is a statement, I wanna read it to you, um, that Ruth Bader Ginsburg actually said. She said, the decision whether or not to bear a child is central to a woman's life, to her well-being and dignity. It is a decision she must make for herself when government controls that decision for her, she is being treated as less than a fully adult human responsible for her own choices. And now I wanna to read to you the butchered, gutted, distorted version that the ACLU put out where they took out the word woman. They said, the decision whether or not to bear a child is central to a person's life and to their well-being and dignity. When the government controls that decision for people, they are being treated as less than fully adult humans responsible for their own choices. 
And this completely erases women and the fact that this assault is about male domination over women and control over women. And this has continued. The ACLU was actually uh, compelled to make an apology for this. But this dynamic of of erasing women in the name of inclusion for trans people has continued. And just last month, a major statement was put out by uh, several major organizations in the so-called pro-choice movement that details a whole list of demands. And you go through it. Never once do they mention women. They don't mention girls. They don't talk about patriarchy. Instead, they just speak in completely uh, uh, neutral terms about every individual's right to so-called bodily autonomy. And really, as you said, at this moment when abortion and women are under assault as never before, they are completely hiding this reality and doing harm by obscuring it and actually uh, disarming people who need to be aroused to fight this. So this is the situation that we face. Well, exactly, because this kind of uh, woke idiocy and erasing women from the battle here and who are going to be in their millions impacted by this half of humanity in this country, and because this is doing so much harm and because the stakes are so high and there's confusion around it, as well as just uh, just outrageous misleadership here. Bob Avakian this week put out a very powerful and a very precise and concentrated article that cuts through all the on this that we're going to play for you now and it's going to be read by a member of the rnl crew it's called the fight for abortion rights and the emancipation of women by bob avakian the fight for abortion rights and the emancipation of women by bob avakian the essential question at stake with the escalating attack on the right to abortion is the fundamental status of the half of humanity that is female, whether they will be enslaved or emancipated. Of course, in the case of the extremely small number of females who have transitioned or are transitioning to males, but who retain female reproductive organs and might get pregnant, they should have the right to abortion into decent health care overall, without any stigma or discrimination. And in general, attacks directed against trans people must be actively, vigorously opposed. But, in terms of its essential purpose and objective, the attack on the right to abortion is not aimed at trans people. The essence of what is involved is not inclusion, or the lack of inclusion. Nor is this about bodily autonomy, in some general and abstract sense, a concept which, by the way, would logically include people coming from a very bad place, such as those anti-scientific lunatics and selfish individualists who refuse to get vaccinated against COVID. The attack on the right to abortion is a move to further intensify the already horrific oppression of women denying them control of their lives and their very bodies, reducing them to breeders of children, cruelly subordinated to men in a patriarchal male supremacist society. Forced motherhood is in fact female enslavement. Anything which waters down or distracts from this essential truth is objectively aiding this fundamental attack on the half of humanity that is female is undermining the fight for their emancipation 
and the emancipation of humanity as a whole from any form of oppression and exploitation. So that was Bob Avakian's new piece, The Fight for Abortion Rights and the Emancipation of Women, which you can find on Revcom.us. Sansara, that gets to the heart of the matter, and I just want to let that sit with people for a second and encourage people who are watching this to read it and to read it again and then to spread it and to get into conversations about this and to write us about it. But I want to end uh, this segment by briefly asking you, you mentioned earlier International Women's Day. That's March 8th. Could you say uh, some more about that and let our audience know what the vision for this is? Yeah, absolutely. So the big idea is, as opposed to capitulating and letting this right of women be taken away, the right to abortion to control their own bodies and lives, we have to get out there and wake people up in this society and mobilize them and organize them into the streets to stand up and fight. And we need to fight on a scale that will actually rock this society, that will, that will push back what the Supreme Court thinks it can get away with right now. We've seen struggle on a level like this in Poland, in Argentina, in Mexico, and other parts of the world where the unleashed fury of women and others has, has filled the streets relentlessly and inspired the world. And we need that here. I'm not talking about protests for one day. I'm talking about something on the order of what we saw in the beautiful rising two years ago against the police murder of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, saying we refuse to let women be enslaved by forced motherhood. And so we are part, riseupforabortionrights.org is rallying people and organizing people to become part of this movement nationwide. And the next major throwdown moment to step this struggle up, to bring people into the streets, thousands of people, and to shake and wake up millions more to then go forward further is International Women's Day. It's March 8th. It's a day, a revolutionary holiday around the world and, and for a long time uh, in the revolutionary movements in different parts of the world. And here... This year, the Revcoms need to be out there with the full mission of break the chains, unleash the fury of women as a mighty force for revolution, but also raising this demand, abortion on demand and without apology, and uniting very broadly and fighting to bring other people into this fight, into the streets, March 8th. Plans, will be, exact details will be announced soon, but we're calling on people to write into info at riseupforabortionrights.org to get involved in organizing wherever you are, spreading the word, donating and being part of making March 8th a very powerful day in this fight to go forward. Okay, well, we uh, on the RNL show uh, will be, of course, going deeply into the nature of the causes of the oppression of women and its solution in, in an actual revolution and moving forward through a socialist society. But I do want to say and underscore the point you just made, that the more, that if but not really more. If people don't fight this in massive numbers, fight for the right to abortion, yes, up against odds, it's going to be a horrific future. It's going to contribute to just a terrible situation for humanity and for women in particular. On the other hand, if people do fight in their millions in the, exactly the way you've been talking about, like in Poland and with the uh, Black Lives Matter movement there after the murder of George Floyd, that's going to open up big questions that people have had about the whole system. It'll open up the possibility for people to be able to imagine a whole other world. That was Sansara Taylor and Andy Z on the Revolution Nothing Less show, which you can catch on YouTube. There are new shows every Thursday, so don't miss them. And that brings us to the end of yet another show. I want to thank my assistant producer, Henry Carson, my production assistant, Jeff Pryor, and each and every one of you for tuning in. 
If you want to share your thoughts and ideas about the show, or if you want to volunteer to be part of the show, write to me at mslate at themichaelslateshow.com. Once again, that's mslate at themichaelslateshow.com. 